0: Thanks, everybody. We are back with another episode of the Schooled Millennial Podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, we are joined by Dr. Ish Major. Now, if you are a TV watcher, you may have seen him on WeTV's Marriage Bootcamp. You may have also seen him as a guest host on The Doctors or a resident expert on The Today Show. He has been demystifying the male psyche and helping men and women navigate their way through the dating jungle for over 15 years. And Dr. Ish, I want you to just jump in and just explain a little bit about what your latest projects are and the fun stuff you're working on right now.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I keep trying to keep myself busy. What I'm doing now is, uh, I'm the host of, uh, WeTV's marriage bootcamp and family bootcamp. You know, I also work with, uh, uh, with Mama June and Honey Boo Boo, as they're kind of going through their ups and downs and their trials and tribulations on the same network as well. I do a lot of stuff all over daytime with Tamron Hall now, and um, and Good Morning America and the Today Show, and and the doctors, my good friends over there. Uh, and, you know, and when I'm not doing that stuff, I actually have two detox clinics for opiates uh, down in the southeast. That uh, you know, so I go back and forth. You know, I'm I'm all over the place these days, Nia.
0: That's okay. Keeping busy means you're doing what you can to help a lot of people. And you do help a lot of people. Speaking of season 15, Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars... You've got some pretty uh, big names on that show with a lot of big problems. I was watching one of the episodes. Aaron and Jane Carter, Alexis oh, yeah. and Melope Bellino, Laura Gloria and Michael Govin, Corey Eden, and uh, I mean, just so many people. What is it like being on that show? Because honestly, it looked kind of chaotic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know why? it looks chaotic. Because it is chaotic. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is a controlled train wreck. We try to control it as best we can. But it's, you know, so like you said, huge personalities. You got Corey Feldman, who has been in the movies, you know, for 30 years. You got Aaron Carter, who was a child star. Bigger brothers, you know, Nick Carter, obviously, of uh, the Batch Free Boys. You know, Laura Goldman who was married to Gilbert Arenas for a while. And all of those shenanigans that, you know, <laughs> that went on while they were. Here. And then
0: you got the basketball, girls. right?
1: Yeah, basketball wise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then you got Alexa. You know, so it's big personalities, big problems, um, you know, a much bigger spotlight, uh, bigger money that they have access, you know, that gives you bigger access to some of those things that are great in life, but then a lot of those things that are not so great. Um, and so it's, it's hard um, to kind of put those fires out. But at the end of the day, they're just human. So while their problems may seem huge, on the surface, they're really, you know, they're really different versions of the same things that, you know, we all go through, whether it's, you know, trouble getting along with a sibling uh, because there's been some, you know, some sibling rivalry or some, you know, some hurt feelings. There's, you know, trouble connecting with a parent, you know, like with Laura. She, you know, she got molested when she was a kid and her dad didn't I believe her. I saw
0: that and it was yeah. so painful to watch her trying to explain that to her dad and he just did not believe her.
1: Right, right. And you'd be amazed how many folks who are in my practice, in, in my detox practice, and they're using opiates or they're using heroin because there's some pain they're trying to numb up. And that's a part of that pain pattern. So you've got that, you've got Alexis who, you know, who, who just can't find a way to connect with her mom, even though her mama, her and her mom are living the exact same life, husband, divorce, kids, the whole deal. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult. But once you boil it down to a cellular level, they're just humans going through human problems, and just kind of you know break it apart for them. But the you know the tough part for these folks is breaking through that extra layer of fluff because they've been out mm-hmm. there and they and they they've got these uh, misgivings about TV shows. They got these misgivings about who's here to help and who's not. So the really, you know, the first few days, our job is to let them know that, hey, you can can trust us. You can trust the process. We're here to help you. We're not here to make you look bad. We're not here to make you do anything that's going to be outside of yourself, outside of your character. And once they figure that part out, then we can really actually get to work and do some really good therapy.
0: Yes, and that you do. I know we have a lot of millennial viewers who watch your show and we obviously target millennials in this podcast. So I want to get right into it. I want to help some of our millennial listeners who may be struggling in the dating or marriage relationship arena. It is a jungle out here, not just for celebrities, (laughs) but for all of us. And as, as one of America's top psychiatrists, you have probably come across a number of people and couples with different obstacles in your opinion, though, what is one of the most prevalent dating obstacles, single millennials and young adults face in today's dating environment? And what's your advice to your clients who fall into that category?
1: I think, um, I think a lot of the things that the millennials are facing these days are just an overwhelming number of choices and options, right? Mm. Right. white wipes, white left. You know, I don't like what this person DM me. I can be, you know, let me see who else is DM me. Or let me see the other 10 people I can DM right now in the next 10 minutes <laughs> this lunch. Right? You know, there's a, <laughs> there's, an overwhelm, there's a seemingly, and I underscore seemingly overwhelming number of options and choices. But is it really, right? What kind of connections are you really making? Because the connections are super superficial. You may have, as opposed to the 10, connections I had when I was in college. Now they've got a hundred, but how deep are those connections, right? They're extremely superficial uh, and they're extremely surfacey. So I think the thing for the millennials to understand and for everybody to understand really is if you can't be honest with yourself, you're not going to be able to be honest with that partner or that potential partner. And so the sooner you can get to your needs and wants, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I really need and want out of this thing in order to be happy. As soon as you can communicate that, and it's a comfort level, you got to feel comfortable enough to do that. But as soon as you're able to do that, then you're giving this potential partner or your partner information that they can use to make an informed decision about you, right? Because we're all looking, you know, we're looking to opt in. What is where? When is it, what is it you need from me? You need how many texts a day? Okay. Yeah, I can do that. How many to <laughs> Talk to me how many times a week? Five? Five? Oh, mm. That's a little high. What about three? It's a negotiation, right? <laughs> right, you right. see me face to face. Once you can communicate clearly, this is what I need and want in order for this connection to work and for me to be happy, then this person can opt in. Or they can set you free and opt out, and you can move on to the next person. But that's the huge thing, right? We all, we're all, um, we're all getting into that mode. where We want to please everybody because we want to be liked, and we want to get liked, so we want people to double tap. And so, and
0: exactly. And you're touching on my next question because I want to know, in your opinion, how has social media changed the dating game for better or worse?
1: Well, it's for better because we got a lot more options for sure. And honestly, it's a, it's a number at one, at some point, once you know who you are and you're comfortable in your own skin and you're comfortable being transparent and telling folks everything you need and want. And Hey, this is what I'm here looking for. And this is what I'm in this relationship. This is what I'm not. Once you're at that level, well, then you just need options, right? <laughs> you just need to go on a date every Friday and Saturday night to figure this thing out. Uh, so from an option standpoint and a pure number standpoint, yeah, it's absolutely really, really cool from the level of, I can get out here and pre- be this pretend person for the next month or two. Not so great. Right. We can all show mm-hmm. up and, and live this pretend life for a very long time. Right. And we can, you know, we can pick, I can pick five highlight pictures and show you my highlight reel. was that what my life is really like? You know what right. I mean? And those pictures were from two years ago. I don't really look like that anymore. <laughs> my hair, right. My hair is brown. It's not blonde anymore. Now it's all of these things go on. Uh, but again, it, it makes us, be- because of facebook because of instagram because of twitter we all like likes anybody who say they don't like likes they're lying to you that's what that's a part of why we're there right if, if that was mm. the case we would if that was the case there would be no need for that number at the bottom of the screen and so inherently we're going to try to do things that are going to please folks uh which means inherently we're going to also do things that or not do things that we don't think people would like, and so we all get this very surfacey, very vanilla, very bland. Very here I am doing yoga, and here I am eating some cool yeah. food, and there. And it's not that's it's not really a reflection of your life, and so you have got to find a way to get that deeper connection as quick as possible. You got the options now. Now it's so incumbent upon you to go deep and make that deeper connection.
0: And it seems like you have. A lot of celebrity clients who deal with the same thing, but maybe to the 10th power because right. there's so much more of a spotlight on them and they feel like they have to keep up appearances more than obviously non-celebrities.
1: Right. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, everybody, If as a celebrity, the thing you figure out the most is that everybody wants something from you,
0: right? Mm
1: whether it's to be a part of the team, whether it's some way where they can work for you, work with you, you know, to help subsidize their income and their life, whether it's just, hey, can I just have a, can I get a quick 15 minutes on Instagram? Because let me show you who I was talking to today and wow, here's a picture and and here's my staff or whatever that is. And so you've got to be really, really careful because this is, you know, we're in that cancel culture, right? And if it comes off wrong, come off sideways, then 10 minutes later, you've got 100,000 folks on your feed saying, how much we hate you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Ice T posted something the other day saying how you know the with all the social media. Social media has created a new wave of fake gangsters. <laughs>
0: <Right>? Hey, <laughs> you can get out
1: there and be real extra and real hey. ugly with folks on behind your Twitter feed or behind your Instagram username. But that you, you see what I'm saying. But it's much, yeah. much different. It was a face to face kind of thing. So that's so it's it's hard. To find the person you can trust. And that's really what it all boils down to. We've got options. We we can look left, we can look right, we can swipe left, we can swipe right, we can do all these things. But do you really find somebody who you can trust to be yourself with? And you can trust that not only can you share your truth, but you can trust them to not break that confidence and not, you know, you misuse that truth in a way that would hurt you. That's the huge thing.
0: So, speaking of that, we've got um, a question from one of our listeners. And honestly, everything you said, it just makes dating sound incredibly exhausting. I'm so happy I'm married. I got married last year. I've been with my husband for almost six years in February. And I can't even imagine what it's like. <laughs> And I'm a millennial. Streets, yeah, I'm a millennial. Streets, yeah. Exactly. And I feel so that? terrible for my friends because they really do <laughs> try. They really do try to no avail. So one of our listeners, <laughs> one of our listeners, um, she has a question and she wants to know what tips can you give for people who who want to stay in the dating game, but just are too exhausted to do it?
1: Okay. So this is going to be counterintuitive. If You want to stay in the dating game, but you're too exhausted to be there. That means the dating game as you are currently playing it, isn't working for you. Right? Hmm. So I'm going to be your coach and I'm going to pull you out of the game. Hey, you know, (laughs) you had a couple (laughs) turnovers, you missed that key free throw. Let's go ahead and pull you out. Let me talk to you on the side. Right? There's something you're doing that's not working. Right. Mm. What is that? What is that thing? People always say, well, I got a bad picker. No, you don't. You don't have a bad picker. We, you know, we, we attract who we are, not what we want. So now we got to do some self work. Right. And Mm -hmm. we got to look at what it is you're really here for. A big thing is we all have this idea before we get married that there's something this relationship is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be a certain type of person. It's bad if I just want to have casual sex, right? That's not good. That makes me not a great, cool human. So I need to go into it with these um, false assumptions. People are just scared to say what they want. Do you want somebody to go to the movies with on a Friday? Perfect. Tell them that. Do you want somebody to hang out with and possibly hook up with on a Friday? Perfect. Tell them that. Do you just want a booty call? Perfect. Tell them that. Do you want a (laughs) relationship? That's going to lead to us exclusively dating in six months and possibly being engaged in a year and a half and then possibly married three years after that. Fine, tell them that. There is nothing you're going to say, male or female, that is going to scare the person who is there for you away. You're going to be surprised if it's that person for you, how they're going to be, you're going to share your truth as. As twisted as you may think it is in your head, and they're going to say, Oh, thank God, I'm looking for the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. And, and it's now, so true. Right? It's so true. And, and I now can you say, Now you got to Exactly. Gotta and when you find that person, you'll realize that that relationship is different than all your past relationships, especially right. when you can be honest with yourself and you'll realize right. that, you know, love is not supposed to hurt. You know, this right. is not supposed to be so stressful. Um, not supposed
1: to be difficult, it's supposed to be fun.
0: Yes. So here's another question. Speaking of honesty, from another listener, when I meet someone I really like, how honest should I be? How do I set the right boundaries so I don't come off as too eager?
1: Well, I don't think there's any such thing as being too eager, right? I mean, or, or let's use the let's use the proper term. You can't be too thirsty because if they weren't eager and they weren't thirsty, they wouldn't be there either, right? Mm. So. You're both there for the same thing. So stop fronting trying to see who cares less and who can get hurt less if this doesn't if you don't get exactly what you want. The most special thing about that first date is your curiosity. Hey, I am excited to be here. I am curious about you. I want to ask a ton of questions. And matter of fact, I want the enjoyment and the satisfaction of your relationship is directly proportioned to the amount of yourself you can share. If you're showing up and you can share tons of yourself, I don't count that as being eager. I count that as you being excited and happy to be there. And that's what people want. People want that energy. We want that same energy. And I'm going to give you that same energy back. If you share that energy and that energy didn't come back to you, well, you're sitting at the wrong table, right? Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless you for coming out. Enjoy these drinks. I will. This is my half of the tab. I hope you have a good evening. I'm going to grab that Uber and I'm going to see somebody else because this isn't happening. And so the quicker you can find that out, then the quicker you can say the magic dating word, which is next and move on and save yourself the headache of even trying to think about it and figure out for the next three weeks, be done with it.
0: Right. Sounds like you just, your, your advice is to take the pressure off of it. You know, take
1: the pressure off. Well, what, right. well, what's the, pre- right. Because what's the pressure really? I want, I like this person. They look so great on paper. I really, really want them to like me. So I'm going to come in here and not be myself. Right. <laughs> right. And then right. when they find out the real you in three weeks or three months, it all falls apart. Anyway, I would rather, it, I would rather, you know, and decide tonight as opposed to let's just play the waiting game and, and and you slowly figure out who I really am over the next three to six months. And then it falls apart. We're just wasting each other's time. now.
0: Okay. Now this one is for my single friends, millennial friends who want to get married male and female. So Aww. research is showing that fewer millennials are getting married. A number of factors uh, can uh, account for this, including economic conditions, but some people just don't view marriage the same way our parents did, and don't believe you know it's necessary to have a healthy love life. But then there are those, and I know a lot of them, who do want to tie the knot, but seem to keep facing the same hurdles over and over. So what is your advice as to how they can take an honest assessment of their lives and figure out what's blocking them from walking down the aisle.
1: You know, I think the hardest question to ask as you're looking for that potential life partner, uh, first of all, what you said is true. Most millennials really aren't getting married at that high of a rate. And there's a very good reason for that. There's a multifactorial reason. But I think the hardest question to ask as you're really honestly looking for that life partner is, and you, and you go through your list, right? Your list of, uh, must haves and would be nice to haves. It would be nice if they were six, three and look like Denzel it would be nice if they have, you know, 150 K in the bank. It would be you know, all of these things, right? You, you go through this list of, you know, your perfect man, your perfect woman, your perfect pronoun, whatever that is for you. But then you got to ask yourself, okay, when I find this person, what would they want to do with me? Mm. would i date me mm. right mm-hmm. because if they're coming with all of this what are you bringing to the table oh and, right everybody says dating is 50 50 no days not 50 50 days 100 100 i need you to be 100 grown man 100 grown woman with all of your stuff together as humanly possible when you come to the table and a lot of folks are really shorting out the process when they get there because they'll find this Perfect man, they'll find this perfect woman, they're everything you wanted for, but you're not in a position to accept it. Mm. If you're gonna make the ask, you gotta make sure you're ready to receive it. And if you're feeling unworthy, um, not that your value isn't on the same level, then you're gonna subconsciously do things to self tabotage it. You're just not gonna feel comfortable in that situation. So make sure your game is together, make sure your one thing is great, and then you get out there and you find it because now it's gonna be a match, now it's gonna be equally yoked as the Bible was to say, and now you're going to feel comfortable moving forward. But a lot of things is we, we want to put it on the partner. Well, it's them. It's that, no, it's not them at all. It's all us. It's always us. It's always you look in the mirror, figure out what's going on with you, and then get out there and be comfortable where you are. But so, so many of us are just not comfortable in our own skin with who we are, with what we have to offer. That's So when we meet this person, it kind of goes off the rails because we've got a bazillion things programs running in in the back of our head telling us how much we are not and we Mm. can't concentrate on how much this person is trying to love us and trying to help us be happy and and, and telling us everything that we are. So that's the big part.
0: And I would just add to that um, my own uneducated but personal experience. I think for me, my whole dating and love life changed when my mother said to me one day as I was crying over some guy um, in another life, she said to me, Nia, you're not dating people who share your values. And for me, that was a light bulb that went off because not only was I not dating people who shared my values, I wasn't even clear on what exactly my values were. I knew what I liked on paper, but I I never sat down and thought about what is it that I actually value in life and what would I value in a person? And I right. literally wrote those values down. And once they became top of mind and literally a part of my, my state of mind, that is when I met my husband.
1: Right. Right. You got to get crystal clear on it, crystal clear, right? Yes. Cause if you, if you don't know, I'm, I'm here to figure out if we share some of these same things and we, us building a life together, yeah, it's about me being attracted to you and, and you know and the physical part, but most of what we're gonna do is be friends and have mm-hmm. conversations and watch TV and go to dinner and, and have breakfast and raise these pets and raise these kids and, and deal with jobs, right? And so we've gotta know if we kind of like the same stuff and believe in the same. It doesn't have to match up perfectly, but it can't be diametrically opposed. And so, you know, on my website, uh, doctorsmajor.com, I have a couples compatibility quiz. And Ooh. it does the exact same thing that you just said, and it's for free. You just go there, put in your email, and I'll send it to you for free. Uh, but it walks you through seven very key areas when you talk about personal values, You know, what is it I believe, what is it I stand for, and then you and your partner can do it together. You and your potential oh, partner wow. can do it together. And it's like you used to do back in old school and, you know, in the elementary school. Now switch papers and we're going to grade each other's paper, right? Right, and right, go, right. And it just kicks off some really good conversations that most couples don't have. You'll be amazed how many married couples come in. And I'm like, did you guys ever talk about how you wanted to raise your kids? What religion was going to be prominent in your, in your, in your household, if at all? what was your stance on, on finances and how much are we gonna save and how much are we gonna spend? Do we wanna live in the burbs or do we wanna live in the city, right? What, what What's our priorities on health and healthy living and healthy eating and, and, and healthy lifestyles? Right? All of these things that we just kind of assume or take for granted, you've gotta talk about because mm. the thing that happens as you get married, I was uh, talking to a married couple the other day, they were married for about 15 years, And, you know, I always ask them, what's their secret? They're like, well, the secret is we're really just starting to get to know each other now. 15 years in. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the things that kind of come tumbling out along the way that really get you into trouble. So why not? Let's get to it early. Let's see what we got early. Right? I know the things I say I want on paper. However, the things that are going to keep me satisfied and feeling safe and protected and at home in this relationship, let's talk about those things. And those are those big life decisions. Right.
0: Absolutely. Why do you think your advice resonates with so many people, um, not only here in America, but across the world? I mean, you have so many um, accolades to your name, including um, recognized by the International Association of Healthcare Professionals, one of the leading physicians in the world. So, what is it about what you have to say that resonates with so many people?
1: I think where we are today, um, society, culturally, here in america particularly but around the world people just really value somebody who's got the guts to tell them the truth mm. <laughs> right mm. i don't care guessing. if you like me. i don't i don't care if you like me or not i don't care if you are in the mood to hear what i've got to say or not this is the truth about the situation as i see it and i'm going to share that with you i'm not going to share it with you from a place of hate i'm not sharing it with you from a place of thirst i'm not sh- i'm sharing it with you from a place of love because I believe that everybody is put here with a gift, with something special inside of them. And I believe that everybody is put here to find that one person who will allow them to share it in such a manner that it affects that world, whatever your world is, whether it's your two kids, whether it's your family, whether it's your your work you know, colleagues, whether it's your your platform, whether you, right? If you're a media person, whatever that world is for you, you've got to find that person who helps you nurture that. And, and mm-hmm. cultivate that, and share that with the world. And I believe it's possible. And so with everything I share, I'm sharing from a place of love, like your older brother, like your daddy, trying to help you get this thing together to get out there. Because I believe everybody deserves that joy and that sparkle and that happiness when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night. I've seen it. My mom and dad are married for fifty-six years. I know what it wow. looks like. I know what it feels like to be around that. And so I want everybody else to have it too. So that's what you know. That's that's where it comes from.
0: Now, speaking of, my single friends want to know, have you found that person?
1: It is a work in progress, Nia. <laughs> but for me, it's by choice, right? Okay. Um, it's by choice because I've got a bazillion and one things going on every day. And so for me, it's like, hey, when I do that, I want to make sure I can dedicate one hundred percent of my time and my attention and my affection. I'm not going to sell somebody short just because I've got these personal things on my list that I need to knock off the list first. And I can't give you uh, the time and attention, the affection that you currently deserve. So yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a personal choice for me, but too yeah, busy,
0: too busy for love. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll leave it at that. That's it. (laughs) Dr. Ish, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us here on our podcast. Please tell everybody what uh, your next big project is, if you have one or what else you're working on that you didn't get to mention that you want people to know about and how can they connect with you online?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go to my website, drishmajor.com. Like I said, I've got a ton of free stuff we're giving away there. Um, behind your love of your life in three dates or less, did you know that every guy knows if he's falling in love with you or not by the end of the third date? Mm. Facts. Facts. My husband,
0: my husband knew on the first. <laughs> that's
1: what. I'm, that's what I'm saying. We know on the first we have confirmation and are willing to share it with you on the 3rd. So that's a cool thing that you can sign up and get that for free. You can get my couples compatibility quiz for free when you go to the website. Obviously, follow me on the gram, uh, Dr. Ish Major, D-R underscore I-S-H underscore M-A-J-O-R uh, there. And also on Twitter, same username, Facebook, same username. The big thing coming up is so we're finishing out this season right in the middle of it with Aaron Carden. And, uh, Corey Feldman Family Boot Camp and Laura Govan. So that will wrap up the end of December. And then right after that, we're going right into another Couples Romantic Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop All-Star Edition. Oh, my goodness. TV, no, you're not <laughs> going to believe. You're not going to believe some of, the, some of the folks coming through that house. I can't share with you yet. We I can't wait. Names yet, but it is going to be phenomenal. And we've got got a change or two in the format coming that folks are really going to like. So yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. And that'll be here January 8th, right after the holidays.
0: Sounds super exciting and fun to watch. I cannot wait. And for everybody listening, make sure you subscribe online to our podcast. And you can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for The Schooled Millennial podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Ish. I hope you can come back again for everybody else next time. Bye-bye.